Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 1 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 17 is entitled, What is Real? One of the great philosophical questions today is, what is real? The question only exists because we have moved from a spiritual to a temporal world from a world centered on God to a world centered on science, from a world centered on immortality to a world centered on mortality, from a world based on absolute law to a world based on relativity, from a world based on truth to a world based on our fluid perceptions of truth and man-made ethics. Truth today is a mere idol of our ideology, carved in stone, worshipped in high-rise corporate temples, and preached as propaganda in the form of breaking news. To understand what is real, we must examine three dimensions of reality, the temporal, the spiritual, and the philosophical. It is with the philosophical or theoretical that we confuse fact, inference, opinion, and judgment. Temporal reality is what the laws of nature say it is. Science, by analyzing the patterns of temporal laws, reveals the attributes of temporal reality. Science has divided temporal reality into three strangely related spheres. The microscopic sphere, or the subatomic world. The macroscopic sphere, or the world that we detect by the natural senses. And the telescopic sphere, or the world of the universe around us that stretches into eternity. Temporal reality based on temporal laws is largely responsible for our freedom in a mortal world. Spiritual reality is what the laws of God say it is. The body of man is governed by temporal laws. The spirit of man is governed by spiritual laws. The laws of nature give us our freedom. The laws of God give us our agency. Both temporal laws and spiritual laws come from God. One to govern the temporal world the other to govern the spiritual world. All laws of this world organized by God to act independently are conditional, else there is no free will, no freedom, no agency, and no liberty. However, when the conditions are met, the consequences are absolute. We have control over the conditions. We do not have control over the consequences, either in temporal or spiritual law. Law alone determines what is real. Everything else is the illusion of reality. The soul of man is made up of mortal matter and immortal matter, subject to mortal laws and immortal laws. Each is a separate reality. But both sets of laws are absolute and unchangeable and necessary for our world. Philosophical reality is of a different sort. It is based on our perceptions of reality. Our minds, influenced by our desires, like clouds, form shapes that imitate reality. Fact and fiction influenced by fears and fantasies flood our subconscious minds, and life appears as a dream, as images flow like a film on the moving tide of time. Emerging from the desires of natural man, 
Philosophical reality is our own creation based upon our changing perceptions of truth. It is a strange weave of fact, opinion, prejudice, judgment, desires, emotions, passions, etc. It is largely governed by man-made laws rather than laws of nature or laws of God. In a way, we create man-made laws based on our philosophical reality and thus become slaves to our changing opinions. Natural man is Satan's friend and God's enemy, whereas spiritual man is Satan's enemy and God's friend. And those invisible forces pull us in opposite directions, one toward evil and captivity, the other toward good and freedom. When we turn our laws over to the whims of natural man, freedom and agency become lost in the confusion of emotions. We sacrifice our will to the constant eruption of causes driven by the fires of emotion and passion and heated debate and unending contention. To a large extent, discovering reality is why we are here on earth. Only on earth, away from the presence of God, can all three realities exist simultaneously. In heaven, we were all brothers and sisters, children of God, of equal birthright and noble lineage. All descendants of Adam and Eve descended through the same divine pedigree. When we left heaven, a veil was drawn over our minds, causing us to forget our premortal existence. Forgetting our divine birthright, we turned our hearts to our own mortal genealogical heritage, giving credit only to our mortal lineage. Looking through what Paul called a glass darkly, suddenly we faced racial division, pride, arrogance of birth, and discrepancies of wealth. We became artificially divided by race, color, language, nationality, education, and birthright. Some were born rich, some poor. Some were born of royal lines based on artificial definitions of lineage and earthly positions. To be born a king's son was somehow greater than to be born a peasant's son, though both have God as their heavenly father, who is no respecter of persons. Suddenly, weighed down with a mortal body, we found ourselves in the strange position of having to redefine ourselves, and it is often seen that the perceptions of the world are stacked against us. Some arrogantly point to privileges of birth, wealth, and royal lineage as their identity, and with it often comes pride, arrogance, and a false sense of self-importance. The tragic thing is that the world supports them in their arrogance. But in reality, we were sent to earth by our kind Heavenly Father to discover our true lineage. Peter tells us, 2 Peter 1, 3-4 According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.